Welcome, everybody, and this is episode 14 of the Undisputed Future podcast covering WWE NXT. I am CD Danny Mac. Thank you for joining me once again. Also joining me once again, to my right, my main man, Nikki Six. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Guys, an unbelievable episode of NXT. We had a historic match for the NXT Women's Championship, the last woman standing match between Nikki Cross and Asuka I want to start talking about it now, but we have a whole lot of show to cover. But Nick, absolutely There's incredible. There's a tonight. lot of things going on tonight, but that match was phenomenal. In- Sorry to take your thunder there, AJ. <laughs> incredible match for NXT and an incredible week for WWE Women's Superstars. Fun little fact here, Nick. I don't know if you noticed this, but Raw, main evented by the Women's Number 1 Contender Gauntlet match. Tuesday night, SmackDown Live, main evented by the Money in the Bank Ladder match, rematch, which Princess of Staten Island, Carmella, is the undisputed Miss Money in the Bank. A big congratulations to her from this podcast. Big fan of the hometown Staten Island Princess. And third, a last woman standing match. The women's divisions in WWE in general right now are on absolute fire. Absolutely lit up, and they are getting the the stage that they absolutely deserve. And recognition they deserve for all the hard work. Congratulations to all the women in WWE. And also, congratulations to Tyson Kidd. Nick, I was saving this. I didn't get to bring this up to you. Tyson Kidd receiving a backstage role as an agent in WWE. Vincent Kennedy McMahon taking care of his guys. So it's really, really good to see... TJ back up I mean, and doing really something. It's really cool to see that he's back on the roster in some way, shape, or form. Man, it hurts my soul to know that he's not coming back to active duty. It does pain us to see his in-ring career ending. I loved his, his last team. match was in NXT. His last match. His was last in match NXT. was against a now two-time NXT champion in Samoa Joe. That damn muscle buster. He's but going congrats. for the uh, Universal title now. So. Maybe he'll hit Brock Lesnar with the same thing. A big congratulations to, nonetheless, Tyson Kidd. We will, One you know, of my if, favorites of all time. We'll tune into Total Divas to see him talk because the bromance between him and Cesaro is personally the only thing I watch the show for. I won't. I will not tune in. I don't like that show. Total Divas, totally different than the hardcore women's action we've been seeing lately. <laughs> Sorry to be brutally honest there, people, but it's the truth. I'm not going to lie to you, our, our fans. I'm not going to lie to you. I am not going to watch that. If you're not watching, if you're watching Total Divas and you disapprove with Nick, please tweet at us at podcast underscore UF and voice your displeasure with his personal opinion on reality television. But enough on reality television. Let's get to what seems like a dream. The Velveteen Dream taking on the pioneer of Hong Kong wrestling, Ho Ho Loon. Former Cruiserweight Classic competitor, Ho Ho Loon. Just want to take a second to like, appreciate the fact that he's back. Because like, it's really good to see the Cruiserweight Classic guys get airtime that's not in 205 Live. They're getting shots in NXT, and I think in the long run it could possibly be better for them than a run in 205 Live. Yeah, Just restricting them to that cruiserweight division. I yeah, absolutely doing agree going the Kalisto way where he doesn't want to be recognized as a cruiserweight per se. He wants to be res- recognized as a smaller wrestler. He's the just, sort of giant killer persona yeah. that Kalisto can take on. Who knows? Outside of that cruiserweight division, a lot of talent. And Ho-Ho Loon is definitely one of those talents. We've seen Sean Maluda in the past. But Velveteen Dream, we could talk all we want about how we admire Ho-Ho Loon. Ho-Ho Loon got absolutely decimated by the larger opponent in Velveteen Dream tonight. Big, big display match for Velveteen Dream. An impressive arsenal 
and a vicious attitude. Yeah, sometimes you just can't, you know, overtake that broad power. You know, he had the reach, he had the strength, he had the, the, the height. It was just a matter of numbers. He couldn't top him. Ho Ho Loon putting up the best of his ability, the wrist lock in the beginning seemingly doing nothing to Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream with just an absolute power display throughout this match. And, of course, we see how every single match with Velveteen Dream seems to end a long-distance, high-flying, beautiful elbow drop. Oh, man. Haven't seen an elbow drop like that since the days of Macho Man Randy Savage. More of an um, apparently it, didn't either. He well, called it as he saw it, too. Savage like so Randy. pretty. Man, uh, it's it's so great to hear his voice back on so commentary. It's so good to have him on this NXT. This will be one of my one of my Let's many mark out moments. That like it is a dream come true to have Mauro Ronaldo for you. It's a dream come true to have Mauro Ronaldo call NXT. If you want to listen to my whole rant about it, that's about three minutes and twenty something seconds before this of just me showing how much I appreciate Mauro's work, how his passion for not only wrestling but combat sports in general is a huge inspiration to somebody like me looking to get into broadcasting, and this podcast is the first step. It only inspires me to get better, and it can only get better for you guys, I hope, as well. Be sure to keep listening. A lot more to cover. A lot. Velveteen Dream with a successful match. A big win over Ho-Ho Loon, in my opinion. I mean, a seasoned veteran like that, starting up his own companies in Hong Kong, and then taking a big loss like that to a brand new name, the Velveteen Dream. That's it's a big win for him. And that's it's gonna, a big check on his resume. It's going to shoot him right into the uh, upper stratosphere of the NXT's upper echelon. If Poughkeepsie said anything for us, Nick, I want to see that Drew McIntyre Velveteen Dream. I want to see that feud really bad, but at the same time, I want to see what Velveteen Dream can do for the glorious champion. Whether it be in a feud or in a friend kind of status, I'd like to see those two work together. Two narcissists combined like that, there's a lot of ego in there's that. There's a lot of ego, but there's a lot of potential. And that is the kind of potential that I want to see come out of NXT. But once again, a big win for Velveteen Dream and a savage-like elbow drop to secure it for him. And you know what else was savage tonight, Nick? The savage attack by Nikki Cross on Asuka's vehicle on the way into the arena. These ladies cannot wait to get their hands on each other. She couldn't even wait. Like she, she didn't even want to hit her. She just wanted to beat up the car. I mean, it just opened and slammed the door several times. It was pure chaos. The psycho mindset of Nikki Cross, don't discredit her psychological attacks. Not even for a second. The woman knows what she's doing. She knows how to get inside your head. And this preemptive strike that... It, it took everything to separate these two. That was it. Was definitely out of nowhere. I definitely didn't expect that. I didn't know what to expect when we saw Asuka in her car. I expected but... another half-assed interview, kind of like next question, something like that. Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't expect all the impact and the banging on windows and the camera just cuts and Nikki crosses on the windshield. On the windshield. I definitely didn't expect that. Just on the windshield. <laughs> if you guys didn't see it, it's perfect for memes. So. Check it out. There's a lot, of, on that. a lot of big facial expressions from Nikki Cross. A lot of pissed off reaction from Asuka. It took everything. It took security guards. It might have even taken Florida police to separate these two. Just an incredible way to build a historic matchup. We'll talk about that again later. We'll keep bringing it up in between segments, but we'll just keep teasing you here. <laughs> That's kind of how we work. But no, let's get into some more in-ring action, guys. Well, we'll get into some in-ring action for a little while, because, Nick, the first portion of this one didn't last long. Oni Lorcan able to get a redemption rematch 
against Hideo Itami for the vicious streak of GTSs that Hideo Itami put Lorcan through last week. He completely deserved his rematch. Two too, weeks ago, because, excuse me. Yeah, two weeks ago. But he completely deserved this rematch. There was no winner, technically. Technically. I mean, there was a clear winner. But there was no, like, official win in the books. So this is the, like, they, they needed this match. A vicious Opening European uppercut by Oni Larkin would bust up Hideo Itami's nose. We thought it was broken. It still might be, but Hideo did manage to come back out. Finished, demanding the match. Demanded the match. He demanded the match. I've we barely ever see this as wrestling fans, and it's so good when you do to see someone who truly loves what he does so much to ignore the pain of a potential broken nose. Stuff cotton balls up there and then go back out and put on a spectacle of fantastic wrestling. That's exactly why I watch NXT week after week. This is exactly what I love. We love the competitive spirit. We need the grit and aggression of guys like Hideo Itami, of guys like Oni Gorkin. The match did continue, but in the interim, we get a look at the NXT championship match taking place next week between Roderick Strong and Bobby Roode. Nick, a very nice introspective, not only for the champion, but for the challenger as well. A lot of focus on the story of Roddy, and you can't help but feel for this guy. Absolutely. Roddy, Roddy Strong's story is it, it, it's breathtaking. It's almost like a fairy tale. It goes from this horror story to this absolutely like 180 to be in you know the WWE and have a shot at the NXT title, and he's right there. No one ever expected Roddy Strong to make it out of ROH, let alone be in the WWE. It's phenomenal to see because that's exactly where he belongs, but I don't, even myself, I, I never thought he'd make the jump. Roderick Strong, Mr. ROH. Nobody thought he'd end up in the WWE ring. I've heard about him. I knew he was the face of that company for such a long time, so naturally, I didn't think so. Now he's here. Now he's on NXT. And of course, wherever Roddy goes, his family goes with him, his fiance Marina, his son Troy, it's Roddy and his family against the world, and the world seems to be Bobby Roode and that NXT championship. Nick, the champion not phased by the heartbreaking story of Roderick Strong at all, Bobby Roode is convinced this is his NXT. Well, can you blame him? We all have our heart-wrenching stories. If I got to sit down, sit down for 45 minutes... 15 minutes, 5, 10 minutes, I could tell you a story that would break your heart, too. We all have things that make us us. And Bobby Roode has heard enough SAF stories to fill all of his mansions. He wants titles. He's there for results. And if you're not showing him results, he don't care what you got to offer. SAF story or not. So all the heart that it takes to be Roderick Strong is not all the heart it takes to be a champion. No, absolutely not. You have to be relentless. 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 You have to be aggressive. You have to be relentless and aggressive, like taking it to the NXT champion during a photo shoot when he disrespects your family. That's how you step up and be a man. That's how you prove to the NXT universe that you deserve to be that champion. I truly think that the glorious champion is going to stomp a mud hole in Roderick Strong. We'll find out next week. An incredible montage, though. A great way to tell the story. Fantastic. And they just seem to be getting better and better. Unbelievable. They keep you invested. It's carrying across all of the digital media on WWE. And we certainly enjoy watching it. Again, guys, next week, NXT Championship match. Roderick Strong versus the glorious 
Bobby Roode. Now let's bring it back to the ring. Let's bring it back to the <laughs> ring. We've got Oni Lorkin taking on Hideo Itami. Hideo again with that busted nose. Once this bell rang, Nick, Hideo was the one to get the first oh, strike yeah. in. Running right at him, boots a-blazing. He kicked him square in the teeth. <laughs> what a way to start the match. Well, actually start the match. This was shot for shot, one of the stiffest matches I have seen in quite some time. These two were trying to break skin the entire time. I'm trying not to use hard hitting because I seem to be using that every single week. Let's call it incredibly physical. It's forceful. An incredibly physical and forceful matchup this week. And... Boy, the roundhouse kicks from Atami. The straight uppercuts coming from Oni Lorkin. You can tell that Lorkin was out for redemption against Atami's aggression here tonight. Can you blame him? I mean, yes, he's an in-ring competitor, but he's still human. Uh, he being Hideo took this way too far. He took this beyond the competition. He made this into a spectacle and he beat the hell out of him in the middle of their match. When the match could have been clearly ended. A personal vendetta, it seems to be, in this rivalry between Oni Orkin and Hideo Itami. It's not just friendly competition. It's it's physical. It it's, started out it's, as friendly competition. It did. And then it broke down into an absolute beatdown. And why wouldn't it be friendly competition? They're both hard-hitting guys. They're both tough competitors. They both have the same color scheme of hey. yellow and black. Well, There's a lot more... Lately, Hideo's going for like an off-yellowish tan color. Uh oh, darker colors might be a sign. Dun, dun, dun. Darker things to come. If he grows, a, <laughs> if he grows a full beard, then we get oh, worried about man. that heel turn. <laughs> but for now, Hideo not necessarily a bad guy in canon. Just a very aggressive competitor coming off again that rough loss to Bobby Roode at NXT Takeover. Big win for him tonight over Oni Lorkin, winning with the GTS after Oni Lorkin seems to have suffered a Just knee barely. injury. Knee injury after that first counter, and I wish Oni Larkin a quick recovery. I hope it's nothing serious. Yeah, me too. A terrible loss for him because I really thought that he could uh, he could use the win at this point in his career. That that wonderful GTS. No one hits it quite like Hideo. He pulls off that win, and he starts to call out Cassius. And I don't know that it was with good intentions at first. Because the look on Hideo's face did not look like he had the best of intentions. And then out of nowhere, as soon as Cassius Ono gets in the ring, sanity. We see sanity's Nikki Cross appear at first, and then Alexander Wolf and Killian Dane laying an absolute beating on Cassius Ono and Hideo Itami. Nick, back to your point about Hideo Itami's face. It was a little bit more of a neutral look than I expected, but you're absolutely right. I feel we like don't was, know if it was good intentions. Yeah, I feel like it, maybe he didn't have bad intentions, but he was. I think he was calling him out in the most physical way possible. He was going to ask Cassius Ono for a match. And I think that it is going to turn like this is going to be bad for them too. The fact that they are now being forced into a tag team scenario when he was about to ask him for a match potentially. Interesting relationship between Hideo Itami and Cassius Ono if we've learned anything since NXT TakeOver. But Nick, you got that right. We have Sanity's Killian Dane and Alexander Wolf taking on the team of Cassius Ono and Hideo Itami. A strange bedfellows situation with Ono and Hitami right now. I, there is a little tension there, my friend. You're absolutely Next right. Next week is just bone up to be an unbelievable like episode of NXT. 400th episode of NXT. That's right. A major tag team match and an NXT championship match. 
And not only that, a women's championship match tonight, and in two weeks, well, we were taken back to William Regal's office, where Heavy Machinery was face-to-face with Paul Ellering and his monsters, Akam and Rezar, the authors of Pain, and while Regal tried to keep it as civil as possible between over thousands of pounds of mass in his office, Nick, we did learn of a championship match in two weeks, Heavy Machinery versus the Authors of Pain. What are your thoughts on this one? I think it's about time that we get to see someone who is going to take it to the AOP just like they do their competition. Because these guys in heavy machinery can, pound for pound, possibly be like one of the strongest tag teams we have to date. Bar none. These guys are straight up heavy lifters. I can only imagine what the two of them can deadlift. We haven't seen deadlift. We almost saw them bench press, but then McIntyre and Almas got into a confrontation. But I agree with you, man. William Regal basically said it best. As big and as fun and as charismatic as Heavy Machinery are, they can go. We've seen them. We saw them in Poughkeepsie collide with AOP, coming up short in a tag team championship match. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're down for the count. Heavy Machinery has proven themselves, I think, so far in this tag team division. I have a question for you. Do you think it's going to be too soon for Heavy Machinery? Do you think this is going to be a really big high point? And if they do lose, I'm not saying that they're going to lose. I'm saying if they lose, is this going to be a straight shot down? I don't think it's a completely demoralizing loss if they do take a loss against the Authors of Pain. I think they can put up a big enough competition where they won't get discouraged if they come up just a little bit short. But I do think it needs to be addressed where they stand in the line because there's other tag teams coming up. We've seen the montage from Paul Ellering. We've seen the devastation that Sanity's bringing recently. We see guys like Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss stepping up as more formidable teams. So I, really I think a team name out of them too. I, I think it's I name. think it'll be big money athletes or something something Some that kind of relates to the catchphrase they're throwing around. You know now. who I'd like to see with them? Titus. Oh, they'd be big money on the Titus brand. Oh yeah. Titus, <laughs> Titus brand comes to NXT. I'm That's sorry. What I'm it's about. Titus Worldwide now, Nick. Alright. Tozawa oh. on Titus Worldwide. But Tino Tino and Riddick could definitely fit that millions of dollars, millions of dollars feel. Exactly. I feel like Titus O'Neil is enough of a sports agent character right now where I really think that could work. I think the Titus brand might need the tag team. I think the Titus brand needs to hit NXT like it's hit 205 Live. Great idea. I think that's what they need to do. They need to bring Titus to NXT and have him do some, like, great work. Because that would be a lot of fun, too. A whole new aspect to their team because I haven't seen either one of these two, you know, talk very much. And I feel like Titus is just about a seasoned veteran when it comes to talking. Absolutely amazing runs. I think he can bring the same attention to NXT like they're trying to do with him bringing attention to 205 Live. And I think Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss, to your point about them talking though, last time we saw Riddick Moss pick up a microphone, it was in Poughkeepsie. He thought we were in Albany. (laughs) Folks, Albany's about a several hour drive north. It's almost at Canada in case you're not familiar with the New York geography. So Moss, maybe not the best bet to be the mouthpiece of that team. Yeah, they need a little work. A lot of work, a lot of focus on the tag team division right now. Again, two weeks, AOP takes on heavy machinery for those very titles. Nick, we mentioned Sanity as tag team championship competitors. Killian Dane and Alexander Wolfe, personally my favorite combination in Sanity as a tag team. But something we didn't get to see that we saw tonight, we saw Alexander Wolfe be the mouthpiece for the group while the maestro, Eric Young, seemed to be doing business elsewhere. 
Yeah, it was a, uh, it was, it was definitely different. It was nice to hear Alexander Wolf actually get to open his mouth and uh, have something to say. Uh, Usually, it it's nice grunts and screaming and hardcore, just hardcore stuff. moshing. Alexander Wolf brings a different kind of promo to the table. He brings this eerie, angry sense to it almost, and the combination of him and Killian Dane is absolutely terrifying. It is scary, man. You have that cold, calculated voice coming out of Alexander Wolf. Like, not only is he plotting what he's thinking, but he's plotting every single word down to the last syllable. I thought it was very, very well delivered, and I think Killian Dane not having to say much. I want to know where Eric Young is and what he's doing and what he's planning. Yes. I am on the edge of my seat, quite literally, when it comes to Eric Young and what his, like what's going on with him. I want to know. I want to know Eric Young. Mentioned by Alexander Wolf, a master plan coming from the mind of sanity. What could it be? Guys, let's get your thoughts. At podcast underscore UF, tweet it at us. What do you think Eric Young's master plan for NXT is? Is it a possible number one contendership? Which seems to be the popular opinion floating around the podcast. I, I, I think that it's, I think he's going right for the glorious champion. Or whoever wins the Roddy Strong... Uh, Bobby Roode match, he's going right for that person. And it makes sense because, you know what, if it's Roddy Strong, he's got a bone to pick with Roddy Strong. If it's Bobby Roode, if he's it's got Bob- the belt. Why the hell not? If they already said that they were going for the belts, and they said they were going to take over NXT from day one. If it's Bobby Roode coming out champion, they can just take his NXT away from him. And we all know that Sanity's main mission is to take everything and to mold it as their twisted world sees it. A vicious verbal attack following a vicious physical attack from Sanity. A fantastic showing from Wolf and Dane, in my opinion. Wolf and Dane coming out, making a statement, showing what Sanity is all about and how they want to destroy anybody in their way. What is Eric Young's master plan? We'll find out soon, I hope. One thing we don't have to wait for anymore, though, Nick, is the main event, the last woman standing match. Sanity's Nikki Cross taking on the Empress of Tomorrow, the undefeated Asuka for the NXT Women's Championship match. And if there was any greater night for Moro Ronaldo to make his commentary return, it was in this one. Mamma Mia, were there some memorable spots? Oh, man. These two women beat the hell out of each other with everything that they can get their hands on. I didn't even see that ladder attack coming. Like, I know I'm jumping really forward into the match, but I, I just I need to go on record as saying I did not see it coming. There was a very large ladder. We saw ladders, we saw tables, we saw chairs, we saw Lots all of chairs. We saw all of TLC in all this last in, in this last woman standing match. <laughs> Craziness, piles of chairs, piles of chairs that would come back to bite not just Nikki Cross, not just Asuka. But both of these women, within a very short period of time, taking us back to the first use of these massive piles of chairs, we saw a vicious hair drag front-flipping Nikki Cross right in the center of the ring on these things. She pulled her right down into the middle of the ring on, like, ten chairs. I believe, as our SmackDown Women's Champion Naomi would say, is that what snatching someone bald is? I'm, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it is. It's, I mean, that's my personal interpretation of it. And then following that vicious flip, Nikki Cross with a back suplex of her own onto that very pile of chairs. You could just tell from the get-go, yeah guys, this was just a couple minutes into the match, that these women had it out for each other. They were going to use anything at their disposal to do so. 
I haven't seen hits like this from the men in NXT in years. To see it from the women was exactly what we needed. Maybe these women will show the men exactly what they need to bring to the table. Pick up your game. These ladies are on point. The NXT television main events just keep getting better and better and more memorable. Another vicious chair display, Nick. This time on the outside of the ring near the entrance ramp. I know we both jumped out of our chairs at this one. Nikki Cross with a powerbomb from the side of the apron onto the entrance ramp pile of stairs. Asuka's head bounced off of steel like it was a rubber handle. Chairs, not stairs. Unbelievable. Her head bounced off of not only the chairs, ladies and gents, but the actual ramp. The You could see the pain in her face. It looked insane. I was surprised that they didn't stop the match right there. And not the end of the match. These two women were getting up at eight counts, at nine counts. The match was driving them to their brink, but it just goes to show how much prestige it involves when you are the NXT Women's Champion. Especially now, getting the chance to dethrone Asuka. Nikki Cross went through some extreme lanes here tonight. She did, and she she came very close to dethroning the Empress of Tomorrow, because... I, I don't think anyone has brought Asuka to that point. I don't think anyone has broken Asuka the way that Nikki Cross did tonight. Just the absolute physicality that came from this woman. And not only when she, she was on the... She fisherman's neck breakers. Those spinning fisher... Row. Fisher woman's... Fisher I, I woman's... Believe, I believe we established during the broadcast. <laughs> fisher woman's neck breaker. But Asuka would not stay down. An elevated one on a guardrail outside of the ring in front of the broadcaster's area. Still not enough. In front of a child who was rooting for Asuka. Way to break his spirit. If there was any way to show this kid that his heroes can be beaten down, it's by trying to potentially break... His hero's neck in front of him. Just winding it up right on the barricade <laughs> like here standing in front inches away from this child's face. <laughs> and Nikki Cross showing no signs of remorse. Showing some signs of... Nick, there was a laughter coming from her during this match. A physical, brutal match. And Nikki Cross able to laugh some of these things off. That woman is absolutely twisted. Yeah. And in the middle of... Getting her face kicked in. She's laughing. The series of roundhouse kicks that Asuka delivers with such force. Nikki was laughing at him, saying, come on, Asuka, bring it. And Is that Asuka, all you got? Is that all you got? Is that all you... You say that to Asuka? That's how you get hit really hard. Really right? fast. That's just a really bad idea. That's a lot of reallys. Honestly, I don't know. Like It, it paid off, though. Because it threw Asuka off her game. And that's exactly what I think Nikki Cross was going for. It was like trying to egg her on to hit her harder and faster and harder and faster. And then that's because she knew it was coming because of all the times that these two have squared off. It was a good turnaround. A great reversal for her. Catching the back fist. Caught one of the kicks. Threw her outside the ring. At that point, Nikki Cross was in firm control of the match, and it was great to see her in that kind of, like, have that kind of chemistry in the ring. Not just the physical hits, but the ring awareness of Nikki Cross was definitely put on 
the psychological attack that we keep mentioning that comes from all angles of sanity, not just Nikki Cross, but Nikki Cross definitely showing that she's prominent in that tonight in this display against Asuka. You're absolutely right, Nick. She came the closest that anyone has ever come to dethroning the Empress of Tomorrow. Yes, I'm including the Ember Moon match at NXT TakeOver Orlando. Which was fantastic. You can see how much... Cross has been like the just the progression of like her fighting style and how it's gone from just she wants to hurt everyone to now she really wants to hurt Oscar. She wants to destroy Oscar. Wants that title and she wants to take all of Sanity. Just wants to take. I don't even think she knows why she wants the title yet, but she wants it. She wants it because Oscar has it. I think it's as simple (laughs) as that. That's good enough reason for Nikki Cross. She's just filled with such hate. Hate that can be taken to absolutely new heights in this division as far as rivalries go. Alright, we've waited long enough. Let's talk about this end spot. Alright, this was just getting to that. Bringing everything (laughs) to new heights, including the competitors themselves. (laughs) Let's talk about this end spot. Yes, great segue, by the way. Moro, Percy, Nigel McGuinness having to exit the broadcaster's area. Exit? they they ran, ran for the their lives. <laughs> they ran for their lives. These three were out of there. And it was hilarious to see Showtime Percy Watson to run out of there. It, it was like his seat was on fire. Nigel McGuinness looked terrified. And Moro, always a constant professional, but you could see the worry <laughs> in his face as well. He's These the only two one ladies... sitting there with his headset on still. These ladies climbing to the top of the ladder that Nikki Cross used to strike Asuka in the ribcage. And a vicious superplex coming from the Empress of Tomorrow onto the crazy cross while the announced table was in full mint condition. The table covering wasn't taken off. The monitors weren't taken out of the center console. These ladies fell on it all. And that's what it took to take down Nikki Cross and put her out for that 10 count. An absolutely memorable matchup in this NXT episode. Nick, incredible heights reach for women's wrestling this week. so good. So much head contact in this match tonight. I really hope both these ladies are okay. They deserve a little bit of time off, even though Asuka, Asuka is a fighting champion, and it probably won't be for long. But I cannot wait to see where the next chapter in the NXT women's division saga is written. We all know Ember Moon wants to be the one. Whether she earns that opportunity is still yet to be seen. We want to know whether or not you guys think Ember Moon deserves the shot. We want to know what you think. Should Ember Moon get the next the next number one contendership? Or should someone else get it? Peyton Royce, maybe. Maybe Ruby Riot. Maybe someone else. What do you guys think? It can absolutely be Peyton Royce. It can be Ruby Riot. Cannot wait to hear the feedback. A lot of good competition. A lot of promising talents for sure. Lots of promising talents here. Right now, lots of promising action for next week. Remember, Sanity, represented by Killian Dane and Alexander Wolf, take on the unique pairing of Cassius Ono and Hideo Itami in a blockbuster tag team matchup and a huge, glorious championship main event is certain to follow. We have Roderick Strong taking on Bobby Roode for the NXT Championship in what's sure to be a great match. Been waiting a long time to see this one. But that's episode 400. This is episode 14 for the Undisputed Future podcast. A huge thank you to Moro Ranallo and a bigger welcome back. It's been awesome to hear him behind the table tonight. Cannot wait to see how he calls the NXT 
championship match. But for the voices here, this has been C.D. Danny Mac, joined once again by Nikki Six. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. We will see you next week for NXT episode 400 discussion on our episode 15. It's sure to be a big one. Please be sure to follow us at podcast underscore UF on Twitter, at Undisputed Future Podcast on Instagram. Find us on Facebook by simply searching Undisputed Future Podcast. Once again, CD Danny Mac, Nikki Six, it's been a great week of discussion, and we will definitely be tuning in next week to discuss more NXT action with you.